just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Marcus Show Bro, I am your host as I am every single time Marcus himself It is Monday, February 27th And as always, I am brought to you with my partner in crime My number two, the Jerry Rice to my Joe Montana Ryan, Ryan buddy, how's it going? Great, Mark I'm not expecting that one There we one go One of the greatest if not the greatest duo of all time, I was, quarterback I, I, and receiver. I was thinking of good duos today. I was like, what What are duos I haven't used before? Boom, there we go. Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. Um, Joe Montana, Notre Dame guy. Shout out. Yes, sir. Uh, big spokesman for, for Guinness. Um, like, I think yes, he's like is. their number one spokesman, uh, at mm-hmm. least here in the United States. I'm sure Guinness has massive spokesmen in uh, – in Ireland and in England, stuff yeah. like that. But it makes sense because he's a Notre Dame guy. So. Yes, they said. I mean, I have a I have a glass that's a, a like an official Guinness glass that has the Notre Dame logo on it. So shout oh, that's out, awesome. Yeah, shout out. Anyway, um, Ryan, we got a good amount to discuss. We're gonna open up. Not, I don't, I don't think we're gonna spend a lot of time on this, but we would be remiss not to start the show. Um, I I think not talking about the Brandon Miller situation and, and what's going on. Uh, yeah. at Alabama. So it's kind of multifaceted. I'm going to kind of set the stage. And I, I can't remember all the names 100%. I know the one guy uh, that played for Alabama basketball that's since been dismissed that was a little bit more connected with the situation, um, yeah, something Miles. Darius Miles. Darius Miles, yes. So how I understand the story is this, and, and if I get it wrong, I'm sorry. I'm not meaning to. It's just ignorance. Like it's not, it's not to cover up anything mm-hmm. or – it is legitimate ignorance, but I've I've heard um, enough about it to kind of understand this. Is that this, there's a story that came out a couple months ago that what Darius Miles was connected to having a friend who was not on the Alabama basketball team mm-hmm. who was involved in uh, the killing of a young woman in Tuscaloosa, and I cannot remember her name right now. Um, if you could yes. look that if you could look that up for me real quick uh, yes. while I'm kind of going through this, but. Um, and and he he had essentially been I think like the twelfth man on the team he wasn't wasn't uh you know a, a featured player on Alabama basketball um and had been dismissed from the team because he was directly there and involved Jamea with uh, Jonah Harris there we go there we go uh, rest in peace Jam- yes uh what you say Jamea Harris. Yeah, Jamea Jonay Harris. Yeah, okay. I didn't want to go because I, I don't like leaving some of these people like mm-hmm. the, the nameless and you know throughout. So thank you for looking that up. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so uh Darius Miles had, had since been dismissed from the team. 
Um, it had seemed like, and what I've understood is he was there uh, with uh, whoever the, the killer was. Wasn't there an, um, another teammate who was there also? It might have been. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. So because I, I, I know no Darius uh, Miles did not pull the trigger. No, it, it, was, it was. It was his gun. It was somebody else. So it was Darius Miles' gun. Somebody else pulled the trigger and killed Miss Harris. Um, and it has since come out in in I think it's arbitration or whatever it is to begin the begin the the legal process that um, Brandon Miller, who is the best player on Alabama by yes. far, um, probably top five player in the nation, yep. going to go top all, going five, to an All American and a, a top five draft pick. Yes, top five draft pick in the easily. Um, that he possibly was the person that brought the gun to Darius Miles through text messages that Miles had texted Miller, hey, can you bring me the gun? And I'm not going to use all the verbiage that they use in the text messages, yeah. but essentially he said, yes, he brought it. And then Miller, or, uh, yeah, Miller's car was also seen at the shooting, at the crime scene and yeah. things like that. Um, but I think what the, I think what Miller's defense system is right now or what the defense team they're going at is he didn't know what the weapon was going to be used for. Right. Um, so it's a very loose connection. Yeah. Because according to the statement that his lawyer put out, so they were together and uh, Miller was driving. He dropped Darius off for like at some sort of nightclub and he left to go to a restaurant to eat. And Miles had left his gun in the backseat of the car. Miller had no idea that the gun was in there. And he was like hit underneath like a hoodie or like a blanket or something. And then he texts him like, Hey, my, I left my gun in your car. Can you bring it to me? And he's like, yeah, he brought it there. He gets it to him. And then when he starts, when he drives away, that's when the shooting happens. And I think his car was hit by like a stray bullet or two. Yeah. That's according to his lawyer, uh, okay. Brandon yeah, Miller's. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think more than not more than I shouldn't say that because, like I said, there's layers to the story. There, so the, yes. the the other layer of it is um, Nate Oates, the head coach of Alabama, yes. and his handling of I think the word I I think that he's just in he is a fantastic fantastic basketball coach, but sometimes these basketball coaches or football coaches or whatever coaches at, at these high levels are just so tone deaf and so disconnected yes. from how to handle these situations. Uh and he used the phrase wrong place, wrong time, um, which I think kind of set people off. But if you're listening to, yeah. as you I think just he said, a statement to kind of like clarify what he meant. Which yes. It's I, I still not a don't good know. look on his part. I still don't know if it's great, but yes, I, I know what you're saying. And, and I know kind of what, what he did. And, so. and I think it was a little alarming that the fact that he said like, yeah, we knew that Miller was at the or Mm-hmm. Had a connection. Gun, like yes. they knew about the whole time. Yes. And I'm just like, that's. Holy, I, I think like, that's what makes crap, it worse. Like, that's what makes it yeah. worse. Is yeah. So and it just it comes down to the debate of why is he still there and if he should be charged. Well, he's not being charged with a crime, and I don't think they should just kick him off the team to kick him off the team. Like, yeah, if he's not, I, it, it doesn't sound like he's going to get charged. I think the uh, the the DA even said that he has zero involvement in the crime, but. At the same time, one of the arguments is, well, if he doesn't bring the gun, then the murder potentially doesn't happen. Yes. Now, we don't know what would have mm-hmm. – you know, like, obviously, you know, it's – I can believe he clearly did not bring in the gun expecting him to use it. But at the same time, when someone's asking for a gun, like, yes. bring you their gun, yeah. what does that tell you? Like, he's going to have it. Like, the situation is going to be where 
He's oh, he's using it for protection. So it's gonna be like a, a really bad like, you know. Yes. Uh, I don't want to use the term life or death situation, but I guess it that's kind of what it turned into. But yes, yes, and um, I think I think that um, you're right. It's uh, there's got to be some kind of it's it's not a nothing burger. It's not a nothing yes, nothing you, story. You yes, they wouldn't bring him up for whatever reason. And I think it's just heightened by the fact that, as we said, we're going to reiterate, he's Alabama's best player, and this is the yeah. best team Alabama's had in basketball in. Yeah. Our lifetime. I mean, easily oh, yeah. our lifetime. Um, and he's a big Pete. Like the day after all of this stuff came out, and it was like, will he play? Won't he play? He dropped like forty. Um, yeah. And and helped Bama win. And and so like, I think it. it you're seeing the di- dichotomy of of uh sports, and mm-hmm. especially college sports, where he's a really important piece. Um, and so we're less likely or the team is less likely to dismiss him right away. As you said, I, at first I thought, okay, the way the world works, um, Nate Oates is going to be fired for what he said. And Miller's going to be dismissed from the team. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say glad because I'm not glad. I, it's, it, that's not the right ter- term. It, it, use, it, it's a bad situation. It's, it's a no bad matter. situation, but, but I, I think Alabama has handled it. Well, like their athletic department has handled it. Well, in not I, rushing I, I to conclusions, they um, waited. They they didn't like pan, they, they didn't give in to the mob sort of thing. Like, yes, yes. Here's a comparison. Do you remember what happened with Maryland's football program, like almost five years ago, where Remind they had me. a player die mm-hmm. of like heat exhaustion, and it it was kind of reported that they didn't properly. Uh, Jordan McNair was his name. Yeah. Uh, they didn't prop. They didn't use the proper protocols into like treating him, and then it came out that. Their head coach, um, DJ Durkin, his name slipped my mind for a second. Yeah. You know, the um, – the fuck, what am I, I – my mind just went blank. You're good. His, like, coaching style or the uh, the hey. locker room – the culture. They, I, there I, you I, go. I, I couldn't think of the word culture. I, I was going to throw out philosophy, but, yes, culture yeah. is good. The culture was, a, like, a very – fully like intimidating and they were saying well maybe he was just too afraid to like say hey coach i'm not feeling too well because he was going to get called soft yeah and maryland investigated it and maryland reinstated him they they placed him on like paid administrative leave like this was going on at the same time that like the urban meyer like zach smith situation was so yeah it was almost kind of i don't want to say put in the back seat but since urban is a in ohio state's a bigger story like not as many people were like focused on this so maryland goes from saying we think they did an investigation and they said the president said of the university said we think that dj durkin was unfairly blamed for this whole thing they reinstate him as head coach Mm -hmm. there's immediate outrage like jordan mcnair's family puts out a statement blah 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 then they fire him the next day yeah yeah and my thing is like if you truthfully believe that he was unfairly blamed stick to it don't just cave in just because the don't cave into the mob mm. like because the media said how, how dare you keep him you know yeah. blah 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 yeah, sort yeah. of thing and i i think what alabama is doing they're not is yes, this is alabama i mean i i was jokingly texting yeah. you how nate oaks is learning from saban yes I, that yes. was 100 sarcasm yes but of course good on them for just saying like we're gonna weigh this out here okay we will make the right decision we will uh, react based on facts, not emotion. 
Yeah. Well, and I think it makes it easier for them to, to move slow. There's there's a handful of things I think it makes Alabama easier to move slowly in this whole thing. We already brought up the, that Brandon Miller is, is a great player. Yes. So, like, they're, they're going to move slowly because of that. They're going to move slowly because Nate Oates is a great coach and a great recruiter. Like, yes. Alabama has gone from being just a football school to yeah. having the argument of being a very well-rounded sports school when it comes to basketball, or at least, you know, the, the two big sports that are put on television for college and basketball and football, right? Yes. So, Nate Oates, you're, you're going to move slower to get rid of that guy as well. Like, you're mm-hmm. going to try to figure out mm-hmm. – um, it's different if this happens at, you know, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of a a, a lower tier, like a, a, a Pitt or something, who yeah. Pitt doesn't always contend in basketball and football. Um, but if one of their and head coaches. A lot of it depends on how good of a coach the coach is. No, exactly. Like, yes, that's what I'm saying. Nate Oates was just a 500 yeah. coach on the hot seat. Yes. He's gone. Like, yeah. We brought up Maryland. DJ Durkin wasn't Maryland wasn't exactly winning with him. Exactly, so it, it made it really easy to get rid of him. Yep. Yes. Like, so I I see that same thing too. And so and to bring up the just because I brought up Urban yeah. like Urban the only reason the, the main reason Ohio State kept him he was a really good coach. If he was a five hundred <laughs> coach or coach in the hot seat, they would have fired him. Yeah. They, they would just yeah. say get out of here. But yes. So I don't. And I think the last piece of it too is. We're so close to the end of the year as well. Like we're yeah. getting close to the SEC conference tournament. We're getting close to and 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 with A and M losing this week weekend and uh, Alabama winning, it looks all for yeah. certain they're going to win the the regular season yeah. title. And um, if it matters, like Brandon Miller is going to be gone in a couple of weeks, anyways. Yes, like, he's going yes. pro, so it's not. Mm-hmm. It's almost because all he's going to do is just train for the draft. If he would have been dismissed, yes. And NBA yeah. like scouts have said like. Yeah, if he's not, as long as he's not charged, this has zero effect on his. Yes. On his like, draft, draft stock or anything. Yeah. Which is, I agree with 100%. Like, yes. You saw it with Deshaun Watson. The second no criminal charges were filed against him, NFL teams immediately came running toward him saying, Deshaun, Deshaun, come play for us. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it is what it is. Like, it is what it is. It's sports, it's a business, and you're going to yes. try to get what's, you're going to do what's best for business mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, the only reason that, that we bring it up or I bring it up or we're talking about it or whatever, um, I'm not going to cast throw stones and I'm not going to cast any judgment and I'm not going to say what I think or don't think or I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know enough. I, I, I opened we, this segment. We don't, but as no. far as we know, like, yeah, he and he was very like, he's been, he, he didn't lie to anybody about like his where being. He was open and. And up front, he cooperated with authority. Like, mm-hmm. he did everything you could have asked for. Yeah. And they decided that – and some of his stuff is weird because, like, I, I've seen this comparison about how if you're a drug dealer and you sell someone drugs and they overdose on it, you can be charged with involuntary mm-hmm. murder. Like, yeah. yeah. And some people try to make that comparison. But it's like, well, he didn't know that someone was going to – you know, the, the gun was in his <laughs> car the whole time. And he had no idea. Like, yes, yeah, it, it's tough. It's a weird, it's a weird, it weird thing. And and uh, we, I just don't think we would, um, be a good sports podcast if we didn't bring no, up. It's the uh, biggest it's story. One of the most sports. important, like, uh, yeah, stories out there. So yeah. like, we can't not talk about it. Yep. Um, can we talk about real sports, please? Yes. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> let's get to it. Um. The NBA. So I'm I'm gonna start with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um we love football. 
we're oh, able yeah. to talk for hours and hours and hours on football. Yeah. College and pro does season starts here like yes. really soon, so we're we're gonna get right back to that. Yes, and it doesn't matter it, whether whether it's college ball, professional ball, doesn't matter. Yes, I'm just gonna put this out in the open. I probably have done this before, and I'll just do it again. There is a difference once we get to this part of the year. My love for college basketball, I, I not to you know jump ahead, but I think it far outweighs how much you pay attention to college basketball, and your I would love. Agree. Your love for NBA basketball far outweighs my attention and love for for we NBA basketball. We complement each other because we, yes, we do. We both so, have our, our our area of expertise. Exactly. So instead of like when we're talking about NBA basketball or, or college basketball or all those kind of things, instead of like we do with football, where it's a lot more discussion based, um, I have no problem kind of deferring to you when it comes to. NBA mm-hmm. basketball, and I'm probably going to talk over you a little bit when it comes to college basketball, and I don't mean yeah. to, but it's, no, it's you know it's the way that it goes. So mm-hmm. why do I bring that up? We're going to talk NBA ball, and we're going to talk about certain games and certain things and all this kind of stuff. And I'm going to have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm going to go ahead and just you know make it seem like I do. So Ryan, what's the first thing you want to bring up when it comes to the NBA right now? Well, I'm going to talk about the sec- the Celtics. Uh, 76ers game that took place on Saturday. That mm-hmm. it was a great back and forth game. Uh, Boston Jason Tatum hit a three to, to win the game. One point seven seconds left, mm-hmm. and after that, Joel Embiid hits a, a seventy footer that you at the end of regulation to tie it, but he did not get it off in time. Which you kind of knew it from watching it live, but it was still like crazy to witness that live. Yeah, crazy back and forth game. I think Boston led for the most part, and then Philly made a comeback. Um, it was the battle of the, the number one and number three seed in the East. Boston is still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly, I Philly's good. I I don't I don't like Philly because I don't like I cannot stand James Harden's style of play. Yeah. And as good as Embiid is, it's the fact that both of those guys shoot like 20 free throws a, a night apiece. Mm-hmm. Like Harden, especially at the time, it looks like he's trying to get fouled instead of, you know. Actually getting but, to the hole. Yeah. Yeah, but it was still a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty bland. But uh, now the games that happened yesterday on Sunday, uh, we had Milwaukee and Phoenix, a really good game, a potential uh, finals uh, mm-hmm. meeting. You know, preview mm-hmm. right there. Now it was a great game, but no Giannis. He's out with that wrist injury, and Kevin Durant is still out with that knee, and he's expected to debut on uh, Wednesday this week. Okay. Um, uh, so I have a question, real quick. But, did Giannis? Did Giannis was the was the wrist before the All Star break or during the All Star game? Last or during game the break? before the All Star break. Okay. So he he okay. did not participate in any of the All Star game festivities. Yes. Yes. Um, but Drew Holiday picked up the slack today. Had thirty three points. Had a clutch shot at the end that kind of iced the game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to. See, I think Phoenix is going to be really, really good. Like you have KD Booker. Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden, and after that, it's kind of like they can just throw whoever out there, and they're they're still going to be really dominant because it's like who are you going to guard? Because it's almost like KD, Steph, and Clay probably not as lethal, but mm-hmm. uh, just because Chris Paul is a little older, and but all three of those guys can shoot, can beat you off the dribble, can pass. Like, well, what's gonna... what's really really good and and a huge advantage of having a guy like Kevin Durant is he can morph into whatever the team needs him to be. Yeah, so like yeah. he doesn't, he can play on ball. He can play off ball. He can 
play down low. He can play around the perimeter. Like he's he's a very very diverse player in that sense. Um, and and so yeah, I think that he does just add, and it's it's a testament to like the Bucks are a really really good team. Obviously, missing Giannis is is sucks for them. Um, yeah, but overall they're they're still winning without him, and and I think that kind of shows you what the team is, how how good the team is, and this is a Suns team that. Two years ago, made the finals. Like, yeah, we're we're not, we're not very far removed from from them being in the NBA finals. And so you add, like, you're right. You add that Kevin Durant piece, and and it gets very interesting to see what they can do uh, come the end of the season. Yeah. Um. I mean, the other game, uh, uh, the Lakers came. I think are the first team in NBA history to come back from a 27 point lead. They had some graphic of teams are like, oh, and 189 went down. Uh, 27 points at one point in the game. They came back. They beat Dallas. And those new pieces, they got Jared Vanderbilt played awesome for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played great defense on Luka. He had 15 points, 17 boards. Uh, four steals, I think. He played a really good game. And then Malik Beasley has been great, too. Like, he's played two games or three games with the Lakers. He's made in each of those games seven and eight threes. Yeah. Uh, no other Laker player had made that many of the game this year. Like the well, Lakers, I, yes. they killed it at the deadline. And I think it, it's no secret. And I don't understand why, I guess, because you know, the it's harder to find these guys than I think it is. But like, what has always been the secret to LeBron teams having success? It's having another star and shooters mm-hmm. on the perimeter because yeah. his ability to drive. And now, especially with, with AD being down low as well. Yes. Um, being able to have, AD had a great game too. Yeah, having perimeter dudes that can catch and shoot when they get a little bit of space. And that's just something you didn't have with Westbrook. Uh right. That's and, why that's why Westbrook was just a really bad fit for them because yeah. him and LeBron are both bolt. Him and LeBron are both really good facilitators. They can drive and kick. Mm-hmm. But Russ is just not a consistent like knockdown sh- a jump shooter, which you need to be when you play with LeBron. Like that's why Kyrie and LeBron were such a great duo because Kyrie could he could shoot. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, impressive, impressive comeback. I think going into the fourth quarter, they were still down fourteen. Uh, ended up coming back to to win that game, which is really, uh, really impressive. Um, I do have a question, Ryan, for you. Uh, the Warriors, are they kind of limping into the playoffs right now? Yes. Well, Steph is hurt right now, and they just they just haven't been that good this year in general. Okay. And you can call it like just a, a playoff hangover from winning the finals. And this group's been together for a while. It's just because they finally, because I know they found they, they traded James Wiseman, who just wasn't playing a whole lot for them. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think what their issue They just haven't been that great. I, I just don't think like, are How they much... just worn down or, or are they bored of the regular season sort of thing? Yeah. Like, are they just waiting for the playoffs? Yes. How how much has has the starting five been able to play together? And because that's that seems to be a lot of issues in the NBA. Yeah, anymore um, is they've played together for like Steph has really been the only guy who's missed like a lot of time for them. Mm-hmm. Like because yeah. I think he's got what a knee injury now that he's out or no no it's a sh- shoulder because he had missed time for shoulder and now he's back. For, I I forget he he's had a couple of different injuries this year. Yeah, um, 
And, but they're and, still a team you wouldn't want to play in the playoffs. No, no. And even if they slide in as the, the seven or eight seed, it's it's yeah. it's still the Warriors and it's still Steph and it's still Clay and it's it's all that kind of it's you know. Um your Cavs got a big win. Yep. Finally beat Toronto. Yeah. I cannot stand the Raptors. <laughs> uh which which is big for them moving forward. Yes. Um it looks like they're probably the four seed is probably where they're gonna sit, where they're gonna stay, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. As long as I, I just want them to have, have a home court for the first round playoff series. Now who they're gonna play is an interesting story because the Cavs have passed Brooklyn because Brooklyn's made all those trades. Brooklyn's been kind of sliding recently. They got destroyed by Chicago on yeah. Friday. Did you see what the score was at halftime? Uh, yeah, I think Chicago was up by what fifty. Yeah, it was yeah. like and they, yeah, it was something ridiculous. And then <laughs> they lost uh, to Atlanta yes last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Young had a buzzer beater, and now they're tied with the Knicks for the uh, five seed. And I can ju- I can still see Brooklyn sliding down, but they have some good pieces though. I still think they're going to make the playoff, the playoffs, whether it's the play-in or the act being the top six. But I could see the Knicks being like the five seed, honestly. The, like, well, the Knicks had an impressive, impressive win on uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a really, really good win. Um, and uh, Julius Randle's looking back to back to how he looked. Yeah, he is. Uh, a Jaylen year ago, Brunson two years ago, was a huge offseason acquisition. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, the Knicks are a team that they play a certain style of basketball. I don't know how far it can take them, but yeah, it's it's very. But was, I think he's a good coach, but his philosophy is very outdated. Yes, it's very bully ballish. Yes, but they they are great. They play great defense. Mm-hmm. Um, now they got uh, yeah, Julius. What Julius Randle's back to being like. He's not playing like point forward like he was two years ago when he was really good and they made yeah. the playoffs. He's more of like playing on the post and in the and stuff like that. Just more of his natural role and he's thriving in it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Anything else NBA basketball wise you can think of? Yeah. Nothing. I have nothing I can, else. Yeah. Nothing. I have nothing it's else. just going to be this last month is going to be really crazy. It is going to be crazy. Out west. Um, I think we're gonna get to more uh college basketball next week when the conference tournaments start to pick up. Um, we're gonna hit on a ton of so not a ton of it today. Uh, this past weekend Saturday, the the thing I'll kind of leave it on. Insane, insane games. We had tons of comebacks and buzzer beaters. Miami, Florida, who I'm really high on, um, uh, gave one up to Florida State. Uh, Duke. Oh, that was crazy. Crazy, crazy last shot. Uh, Arizona State did the same thing to Arizona. They were down and ended up making a, a deep three to to win that one late. Uh, Duke quietly is undefeated at home this season, uh, fifteen and zero mm-hmm. or sixteen and zero, um, even with having a quote unquote down year. So, uh, yeah. we'll we'll do a longer form uh, college basketball next week. Um, yeah, kind of previewing and getting ready for uh, the big dance. And, and and we had talked before we even got on. The conference tournament time is amazing, and and yeah. you hit the nail on the head. Uh, the smaller tournaments, yeah, are, the mid majors, yes, when it means everything, when it's do or die, like yeah, yeah, it is so much fun to watch. Yeah, um, but one of the one of the other things, one of the last things we want to get to, spring training has picked up. Me and you, mm-hmm. baseball, huge baseball. God, I love baseball. It is um, back, baby. God, I love it. Uh, and one of the things that we, I, you wanted to talk about, and I thought it was. Very apropos, very, very, um, you know, 
wanted to hit on it as well. The new rule changes. Now, the idea behind uh, a pitch count and um, rules on how fast the pitcher has to get from the time the ball hits the mitt to then throwing the pitch and the batter being set up in the box and all this kind of stuff. Um, We've seen it in spring training already cause some games um, with bases loaded, infractions, strikes, uh, or outs and things like that. Um, I want to get your take on it, and I'll kind of just give my piece on it. Okay. So they have a couple big new changes this year. First of all, all the bases are a little bigger now, which Mm -hmm. I don't hate that because especially first base, now you're going to have less – like a smaller chance for a collision with, you know, for a guy running the first and the first base has his foot on the base. Like, I'm okay with that. They banned the shift this year, which not the biggest fan of it, but at the same time, like it's going to be nice for when your guy hits a line shot in the right field. And when the second baseman's just not like right there to field it, sort of thing, you know, I don't know. I do, but I hate it. It's, it's like telling, it's like telling NFL defenses. You can play a You can play a three, four and that's it. Like yeah. what? Anyway, yeah, go on. Sorry. Um, and then the other one is the pitch clock. So the pitcher, when there's no no runner on base, you have 20 seconds to, you know, yeah. to, to pitch. And the batter, ha- the batter has to get in the box too. Like this is not just on the pitcher. The batter has to be in the box with eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, like at least looking at the pitcher, or otherwise it's an automatic like called strike. Yeah. Um, if the pitcher doesn't throw in time, it's an automatic. It's a balk. And when there are runners on base, you have only 15 seconds to pitch, and you get – when it comes to a pickoff move. Now, this is the one I think is going to drive pitchers insane. You get two guaranteed pickoff throws. And if you throw it, you can throw the third time, but if you don't pick off the runner, it's a it's a balk. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That's which insane. I, I, I think that that's going to drive pitchers in, like insane especially, yes. which – you got to you got to decide like how you're trying to speed up the game, which I'm yes. kind of like. Well, and here's my argument too, and I'm I'm going to say this, uh, and I know I was talking about this last week. I don't know if it was on the show or if it was outside of the show. The idea behind, as I've gotten older, the older I get, the more I learn to love to appreciate baseball because of the simplicity, because of the, um, the beauty of it, because of the difficulty, like everything about it. I just enjoy. I I I love it more and more each year. Um, and the argument has continued to be the game's too slow. You hear that from a lot of people our age, uh, people even younger than us don't like to watch baseball because it's too slow. Um, did you know that even baseball NFL game, games are I, I, okay? Just that's as long. That's why I was going with it. Did you know that baseball games are actually faster than NFL games? Yeah, baseball games actually end sooner than NFL games do. Um. And there's just about the same amount of total gameplay time in a baseball game than there is in an NFL game. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Yes, and I, and that's not to to put down or dis like you know disparage football, obviously, because I mean we say it every week. We love football, um, but it is one of those things that if you kind of take a step back and look at it, you're like, is it really that, or is it is there something else with it? So I think that the and here's my take on the the pitching stuff and all that it's good to do it now in spring training and see what works and what doesn't work because i think by the time we get to opening day it's going to be refined enough that the rules that they're probably going to make amendments they're they're seeing what's working now 
And they've been tested. Like a lot of minor league players have been playing with these rules already. So it's not like a big adjustment for a lot of the younger guys. Yeah. Now for a Joey Votto or someone like, or Miguel Cabrera, a guy who's played like 15 plus years, it's going to be an adjustment for them. Yeah. And what I don't like is when the pitch clock rule can uh, affect the outcome of a game. Like we've seen that already where uh, the Braves and Red Sox spring training game, um, I forget, I forget for whose side it was on. I think Atlanta lost because they, they did. Didn't... Atlanta was up to bat. They had bases loaded. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they, they was... won because yeah. the Red Sox didn't pitch the ball in time. And that cost them the game. And I, I think at a certain point, that has to go away after like the seventh or eighth inning. Just mm-hmm. it, it, you just can't lose a game like that. That's almost like losing a game. That's why I like how in the NFL you can't challenge under two minutes unless if it's a booth review sort yes. of thing. Yeah. They t- they take the, you know, they they let the players play. Let the players decide the outcome, not yeah. the pitch clock. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I think, like I said, my take on it is um, it's it's good to let the game evolve because baseball is a game that kind of refuses to evolve. Yeah. Um, like some of these rule changes I'm okay with. Like, it's going to have zero effect on me watching, but yes. it's going to take some getting used to. Like, Yeah. No, for sure. Um, For sure. Uh, And I think, like I said, my take on it is they'll figure it out. I think yeah. by the time the season starts, they'll figure it out. Um, but anyway, uh, a little bit of a shorter one this week, Ryan. I felt like we just didn't have as yeah. much. There weren't a lot of big stories, especially with like NBA coming back just on Thursday and Friday. Yes. So. Um, so next week, uh, next Monday, we'll put out a little bit longer form. We'll have some teams uh, as we're looking forward to uh, probably probably a longer form of co- of college basketball. Um, my yeah. My homework to you is to to ingest as much college basketball as possible. Oh, I, I will be doing um, that. I'm moving into the Horizon League tournament. There Wright we go. State hosts Green Bay Tuesday night. Hey, guess what Green Bay's record is? Isn't it like two and something or three and something? Yeah, three and twenty nine. Yes, I have never seen a team like <laughs> the Horizon team like be that bad. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, they weren't all that terrible like a couple of years ago, which is crazy. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, so Wright State should mop the floor with them. Sure, we'll see. Um, but uh, as as some of these conference championships kind of figure themselves out in the conference tournaments, uh, we'll get there. But um, until then, thank you all for listening. Remember to download, rate, review, subscribe, do all of those things. It really does help the show. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>